Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. wish I had learned this truth many years ago. Be thankful for the days, good and bad. All right, welcome to another episode of Warrior vs. Zombie, and I can't hardly be more excited to introduce my warrior guest to you today, Char Murphy, and I will in just a second. But I want to remind you of what Warrior vs. Zombie is all about and why we're here. So success is a journey, it's not a destination. As warriors, we all have a history of ups and downs, wins and losses that are all part of making us who we are up to this point, and they provide a foundation for our path forward. We all battle our inner zombie as well as those zombies in our world, and in each episode, I interview warriors who are aspiring leaders from all walks of life, entrepreneurs, artists, health practitioners, business owners, authors, literally any inspired leader that has a story to tell. These warriors always have a cause, they have unique value, and a vision that goes generations into the future. And today's guest is no exception, Charlotte Murphy is an incredible warrior. She's a mother, attorney, inspirational author, book author, consultant, and entrepreneur. Her book, Unshakable Power Through Seasons of the Soul, has received the Top Inspirational Book Award, and she has received multiple other awards as an expert in the field of writing and coaching writers through the authoring authoring process. As an attorney, writing and speaking were her two biggest assets. As a four-time breast cancer survivor, Char had to recreate her life and start over after losing her successful law practice career and self-identity. Her dream to write a book then became a reality after overcoming these zombies and leading her to tell her bounce back story in her book. Once she became a published author, she found her unique value in helping others tell their stories too. Shar now realizes her life's purpose is to help others transition and to transform through life crises, to find joy in their talents and to do what they really love and want to do. Her credo, a life living your soul purpose and passion is truly 
a life well lived. And I love that credo. So that's why I made sure it was in the introduction. So Char Murphy, how are you doing today? How's things in your neck of the woods? Hey, David, great. Everything is just wonderful. I um, am happy to be here with you and uh, happy to share my story and uh, see how many people we can inspire and give hope to that might be going through some tough times themselves. Well, I know that's your purpose and we're going to get into, we're going to get into that in a, in a minute. I, we talked a little bit before we got started here and I, I heard that, you know, you, you know, and, and we'll, you'll share a little bit of that story, but kind of where you're at, uh, you didn't get, I, I was fortunate in, in my world to be able to share the holidays and break with all of my kids and grandkids. And we all got together and, um, you know, nobody, we didn't have any major outbreaks of the moronic viruses, I call it. Um, you know, we didn't have that, but I know you kind of had to stay away from that, which I'm sorry to hear, but I understand it completely. Um, other than that, you're in, um, the Little Rock area, is that correct? I am. Little Rock area is where I grew up. Yeah, I can and, tell. Uh, I can tell. Yes, my, you can my, hear. My family on my father's side are all uh, from Arkansas, from the Little Rock, uh, Pine Bluff, uh, McGee, um, that that area. Um, so I, uh, Monticello, if you know where that, you know, there's some. Oh, some I know, that, Exactly. So there's some small towns there. So, and I, they all sound like you. So I, I, I recognize, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I recognize that accent. I mean, you know, I'm uh, somehow I ended up with a TV accent. That's what I'm accused of is uh, sound like, you know, somebody on uh, television. That's probably because my mom's put me in front of the television a lot. I hope she's not listening to this when I was growing up, <laughs> that became my babysitter and I learned how to speak from the television. So, well, let's do this. Um, you know, I want to really get into your story. I know your story is extremely powerful. And one of the things that uh, really attracted me, one of my previous guests, Frank Zakari, who's uh, an episode a few back, um, introduced us and uh, through the Be Connected community. And, and I'm extremely excited. And uh, since we've had conversation to hear and share your story with our audience. So let's take a quick break. We're going to hear a little bit of, for those, the audio audience, hear a little bit of Ricky Jean Wright and our theme song, It's Not the Getting There. And we'll be right back with Shar Murphy and Warrior versus Zombie. But the miles become the teacher while the student learns real slow. Traveling blind most of the time. Wherever you go, it's not the getting there, it's the journey every day. It's All right, we are back. Shar, I, uh, uh, we had a quick check in there, and I know I, um, you know, we had, had a little opportunity to chat, but as I said, I really want to hear how you got from where your starting point was, whatever you want to define that is, and uh, how you got to today. So share that with us. Okay, well, I, I could start uh, a long, long time ago um, as, a, as a child. Um, I won't spend much time there, but by saying that I did grow up in a very chaotic um, household where you know, the parents were doing the best they could with what they had. And um, there was, there were just many sleepless nights, let me just say it that way. Um, uh, but I have gone on from that, um, went on to, uh, went on to um, college, and I was studying something like, I don't know, uh, design, fashion design or something. And at the University of Arkansas, that's not the place to go for a university for a uh, design, clothing design career. Um, so I'd always been a writer. I'd always been the one in, in school that the teacher said, you're going to be a writer. And I'd look at them thinking, 
why are you saying that? You know, I just wrote some kind of paper on why water conservation is important. And, you know, as a 13 year old, how did I know? I don't know. But um, anyway, so um, in my third year of college, my dad came to pick me up at, at the end of the year and uh, he was, uh, he was, I, I was his, I was a daddy's girl really. Um, and he was very sad that day when he came to pick me up, which I thought he'd be happy to be bringing me home. But we went to lunch and he told me that he was sick and dying with ALS. <clears throat> and um, I, of course, was devastated. And it was a, it was a very, very uh, bad day. Um, but, uh, and I moved back home after that because my mother was not capable of taking care of him. I had a young uh, brother, a very young brother, was 11 at the time and another brother two years younger, um, but he was still at the university. Um, and so I was sort of the primary caretaker for my dad. Um, <clears throat> then, after five years of that, my, my dad passed away and I was desperately uh, looking for another dad or a family or, you know, some, some way to receive love. Mm -hmm. And I um, ended up getting married um, and had a child and um, totally incapable of taking care of a child at age 22, but um, nevertheless, and then I was divorced a few years later and went back to school and I always wanted to be an attorney. It was something that my father thought that I should be, I, and I liked the idea of it. And so I eventually, at age 32, went to law school. Um, but I had to wait till my son got older uh, and, and was able, you know, didn't require my full time care as a young two or three year old. And um, so I had no idea how I was going to make it through law school with a nine-year-old son even, and single um, or divorced. I didn't have the money to do it. I didn't know how I was going to uh, study, take care of a child and pay for it. And I just had no idea. All I knew was, is that I could. I didn't know how, but I knew I could. And that's been a theme throughout my life. As I went on, graduated law school in three years and um, worked for another law firm for a while. And at that law firm, you know, I learned a lot. I also learned that people will um, get everything that they can from you and then want more. And I was a significant contributor to the um, income of that law firm and one day after five years of working there and I was happy and they were happy with me but my boss came to me and sat me down and said I want you to start working on weekends now weekends were my time with my son that's when we'd go camping we would do you know whatever we did was on the weekends because I couldn't do it during the week so I said, after sitting there a minute, pretty much in shock, I said, no, mm -hmm. I can't do that. I cannot do that. I will not give up my weekends for money. And so um, I did what I had to do to 
start my own law firm. Again, not knowing how in the world I would do that without without any cases, without any money, really. Um, You know, I just said, I know I can do it, but I don't know how. But I did do it. And I did it successfully. It was, it grew very fast. I had a lot of success, a lot of fun, a lot of clients, a lot of people liked me because they called me the lawyer that cared. They saw me as being a very caring person. I really wanted to help my clients. They weren't just another dollar figure walking in the door. They were real people that needed help. And so I, that was my helping profession at the time. However, I am an empath. And for anybody that doesn't know what that means, it means that pretty much I take on everybody else's stuff. Yeah. No matter what it is. Your energy. Yeah, I I know. I I am, I am as well. So I, I know exactly what you're, what you're talking about. Yes. So I um, had been to a fashion show with a friend of mine, a luncheon fashion show where all of the models, this was the day before I was diagnosed the first time with breast cancer. I had gone to a luncheon fashion show with my girlfriend and where all the models were breast cancer survivors. A lot of them had had double mastectomies had flat chest, and it was a very emotional day for me. I had no idea that the very next day I would be diagnosed with breast cancer for the first time. And needless to say, it was a shock. And again, um, going back to my law firm, I was the only lawyer in my firm with a staff of 10 working just to support me. And I owned my own office buildings and I had an overhead of $40,000 per month. And that was me just cracking that nut. I mean, you know, I was, I was the one generating the income with the staff of 10, of course, that helps a lot, but that's a lot of money. So I was, I was under a tremendous amount of stress. I was sort of caught up in this. I was pretty much stuck in this business. You know, I had debt because you don't have that type of business, own your own office buildings and everything else that goes along with it and not have debt. Even though it was, I had in five years created a a million dollar law firm, but it was stressing me out to the max. And I had no idea that I was sick. So after that first diagnosis, I... Um, was told that I had to do, I think it was six weeks every day, radiation. And I'm thinking, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I know I can. I know I can. And I did do it. Mm -hmm. I did it one day at a time one step at a time. And I actually had a a calendar that I would mark off, not the days. I didn't look at how far I still had to go at day three. I said, wow, I've already done three days. And that's how I kept going. And so I did that. However, I was extremely worn out from trying to do the radiation and keep up with that type of overhead and business going and keeping money coming in. And 
my first priority was always to my clients and my employees and to pay my employees. They got paid before I ever did. So I um, figured out pretty quick that it wasn't going to be good for me to continue in the, in the law practice. And I couldn't really, I couldn't keep all the, air, the balls in the air anymore. I just could not do it physically. Um, couldn't do it. But the first time I had to say, I can't do it. But not only did I say it, my doctors were saying it. You can't, you can't do it anymore. You just can't do it. And, and so um, I tried for a little while longer and was, had the diagnosis number two. And that is when they said, that's it. That's it. You, you, you know, we're going to put you on disability and you're done. Hmm. So I was left without a career that I had worked so hard and long for, you know, my, my, business, my, my, my life as I had known it. Um, everything was just literally shattered overnight. I was no longer able to do it. So um, that was in and of itself, very devastating to me, obviously, mm -hmm. because I had no idea what I would do. What would I do with my life? Where would I go how would I support myself how and I had all these mountains of bills and and um employees that I had to let go it was it was it was really heartbreaking and I was I went into a very deep depressive um, state for actually quite a few years and I moved uh, shortly after I moved to Sedona Arizona um, which is the spiritual capital of the world. Um, because I was on this spiritual journey now that I realized there's something greater here at play than me just going through everything I've been through in my life so far and getting here. And, you know, my life is not over. There's still more for me. I know there is. I know I have a greater purpose in my life. And so I set out to get in touch with that part of me that knew what that was. Inherently, we do know mm -hmm. inside of ourselves, we know who we are. And it takes a while, maybe sometimes to get to that point where you can find out who you really are and what your purpose is. I have people all the time asking me, I have no idea what my soul purpose is. I don't know really why I'm here. And I can tell you, anybody that's thinking that right now, you do have a purpose. You have a soul purpose and it's inside you because that's who you are and you have to connect with who you are in order to really find that purpose. Even if it takes something like what I've been through to get there. So I, in Sedona, I worked, um, I actually worked in the healing field. I worked and I worked with shaman and I worked with um, quantum physics and all kinds of things on even the the llama uh, i'm not a, i'm not a proclaimed buddhist or uh anything but i um and i am a christian but that doesn't matter i, I was um still searching for answers and it wasn't until I started photographing angels. And this is a really, I don't even know if I 
I, this is a something that wasn't in the book for all the people that have read my book. I was a, I believe in angels and I believed that there is a, there is a, there is a being, there's a higher um, being that is more than we are. There's, there's a higher power and put it that way, yep. a higher power. But that power is also within us. We right. have that same power. So I, um, after working with the, all the medical people and doing everything I was doing, I got diagnosed a third time while I was in Sedona. Hmm. And I had an experience where when I said I photograph angels, I had been on the front porch of my house one night and I was just taking pictures and a picture came back that had this humongous white energy in it with a glow on the concrete below it. And it was actually in, if, if angels do have a form, what we think they might look like with the wings and everything, it, it, it was absolutely, it looked exactly like what an angel would look like. Oh. And, and, and then after that, so, well, someone back up a minute. So with that, I knew that there really, that there really was, or there really is that um that greater something greater and bigger than we are and that angels were looking after me and yeah so and i took many more photos like that i have i started to bring one with me and in here today to to show but it's just it was it was uh, it was fantastic to I would be pulled over driving down the road and an angel uh, or not, I wouldn't see the angel with my physical eyes, but I would hear pull over and take a picture of those clouds. Hmm. And when I did that and looked at the picture, it absolutely, again, looked in some form like an angel. Hmm. So. I knew that I was being protected and guarded and, and helped through all of it. So after the third diagnosis, um, <clears throat> I still was doing conservative treatments. I, I, didn't, I didn't think that I needed to have a double mastectomy at that time. And as time went on, um, and I realized that not only that I have a higher purpose, but that it was the reason for my journey through all of everything was leading me to that purpose mm-hmm. and that it had to happen that way because it was my journey, which would speak to other people to give them hope and inspiration through whatever, whatever they might be going through to speak to them. Yeah. And that's, that's, um, wow. I mean, your story is so powerful getting, uh, to the point and I know we're getting kind of close to today and, and uh, where you're at, I know that you had your fourth encounter and I think that's where you, you got, made the what what you might call radical or the the definitive decision to uh to move forward and get beyond this and i i'm thankful that i believe you're on it um i know that today you're you're helping others with your story uh there's so many brilliant and powerful messages in just listening to your story and i i wanted to hear it uh kind of the way you would share it with the audience, but you all along the way, um, 
you've clearly seen that you've showed up even not knowing how you were going to do things in every aspect of your journey. That's one of the things you said, which to me is a, a clear trait of a warrior. Um, our zombie reacts, our zombie responds um, to the world and, and lets it potentially stop us from moving forward because of fear, because of other things. And you clearly uh, powered through that. So it's really, um, really inspiring, Char. It's really, um, I, I love the fact that you're so candid and sharing those various aspects. And I mean, a lot of those things could have derailed anybody along the way, but that's the thing I love about talking to warriors like yourself is that warriors have a vision. The other thing is you, you said something that is, I know we're aligned. I mean, that was my first inclination is that we all have a unique reason. We have a lot of purpose on this planet. Nobody has the same one. We all are unique and you are unique. And clearly along the way, you got confirmation that there is a purpose for you and you continued to uh, not see the various zombies challenges that you experienced as something that was in your way keeping you from going but in fact something that was just on the way and now it's on the way to where you are today and i'm glad you're here and sharing with our audience well, let's do this let's take a quick break and when we come back i want to i want to you you can complete if there's anything any gap between where you are today and where we where we we just left off. Um, but what I would like to, you to share with our, our warrior uh, audience is if any, um, number one, I want to understand the impact you seek to have, but I also want to understand, you know, why you're doing what you're doing today. And uh, we've heard a lot of your unique value, your, your life experience has really informed and, and empowered, if you will, uh, the value that you're providing today. I can see that in spades. And that's another reason why I wanted you to share with our audience. And so then we'll come back and hear that. And then we'll take another quick break and we'll uh, land the plane. So with that, let's take another quick break, hear a little bit of Ricky Jean Wright and the next segment of It's Not the Getting There. And we'll be right back with Char Murphy and Warrior versus Zombie. It's not a race to see. How many people know your name? One day you realize Time was worth more than the gold It's not the getting there When you get there you'll know Funny how wisdom All right, we are back and Shar, wow. All I gotta say is wow, your your story is so powerful, amazing, and the fact that I'm looking at you here and we're having this conversation is inspiring and at so many levels. So with that, share with us a little bit about um, you know why you're doing what you're doing today, the unique value that, that you're trying to bring, and then what kind of impact are you looking to have? I'm going to just tell you a real quick story to lead into that. Okay. Um, it, when I was in Costa Rica, um, I had, uh, my friend said, I, I want us to go, we're going to go on a little hike today and uh, to see a waterfall. And, um, and so, and I'll make this quick because I want to get to the rest of it. But I thought I've had breast cancer three times and you want me to go on a hike and to see a waterfall. That's fine. Okay. I'm sure it'll be beautiful. When I got, we got to the spot, I realized it was a 1200 foot mountain that they were wanted me to climb to see this waterfall. Okay. And I was, um, okay. So we, we started climbing this mountain and I mean, it, it was not, you know, steps up and walking up, not like with poles and all that kind of stuff. But um, there was a, a person behind me that was a, a native of Costa Rica. He was walking barefoot and it actually got dark 
while we were walking because it was taking me so long. People were running past us, running up this mountain. And I was winded and really struggling, really having a tough time getting up that mountain. Mm -hmm. I did make it to the top, but this guy behind me, I, I, I don't, I think he was an angel. I really do because he, he kept saying, keep going, just keep going. You're almost there. You're almost there. And that his words, and I'm getting chill bumps right now because those words to me were like gold. I was, I thought, okay, I'm almost there. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. And it allowed me to keep going and keep going and get there because of this gentleman behind me. I have no idea what his name is to this day or who he was. He just said, you're almost there. You're almost there. So my purpose has to do with being that same type of encouragement for other people. Walking behind them if I have to saying it's okay you're getting there you're almost there you're almost there you just need to keep going a little bit longer we're almost to the top you're almost there those words mean so much to people to hear that and then you know coupling that with my story overall I it it was there were many people along that journey that have said, you can do this. You can do this. You can do this. You can do this. At times I thought, are you crazy? I just don't, but I did in my, in my soul, I knew I could do it. And I knew there was a purpose for it. So that is what I want to do now is encourage people to find their soul's purpose. And I help people do that. Part of what I'm doing now in the helping people write their books is telling, telling your story is very cathartic. It's very healing. Everybody's got a story. They're all beautiful in their own way. And they all can help somebody, even if it's just one person in one way or another. We have got to tell our stories. And I love helping people tell their stories because it is healing. And it is also a way for them. A lot of people that I've helped have have been able to find their sole purpose through their writing. It's amazing what writing your book can do. So um, that is, that's pretty much it and me in a nutshell. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm still here. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I'm here to do is encourage and, and love people and give them hope. So, so I believe that that is truth, you know, and, and again, I, you don't need my validation, but uh, listening to you talk, uh, reading the body language, just the short time we've known each other, uh, I can clearly see that. I my my unique reason for being on the planet, the reason I'm still here, and in my mind, is to change the world one dream at a time. I'm always in searching for the the reason somebody's here, the value they provide. And if anything were possible, what would they accomplish? So that's my what I search for. But I believe you're here to change the world, one book or one story at a time. I mean, the thing is, it's very clear to me that, um, that that is probably why you had to go on the journey you went. And I believe everybody, everybody has that story. And that's the theme of this podcast, by the way, if you really understand that, how aligned we really are in that, in that, uh, the theme song of the podcast is it's not the getting there. It's the journey every day. It's basically when you get there, you'll know. That's the punchline. Uh, but we're always on that journey. I mean, again, I'm a Christian. Yeah. I also believe that we are energetic beings and that 
were mostly energy, uh, the spirit, mm -hmm. the body, mind, spirit, all those things work together for our good or against us. All of those things. In fact, my last podcast guest, we resonated and met each other very quickly. And it was one of the best podcasts I had. And it was your manifesting or actually exhibiting the results of somebody who's embracing both body, mind, and spirit and understanding that they do have a unique reason for being here. And frankly, I believe as a Christian, I'll just say it in a way that, that means something to me, is that if I'm not here living the purpose that God put me on the planet to live, then I might as well go to heaven because that's a better place anyway, right? So I don't need to be here. So you're here because there is a purpose and right. you do have value. And that's very clear. And yes. impacting people's ability to tell their story is a beautiful thing. Well, let's do this. I'm going to take one more quick break. We're going to go into what I call the land the plane segment. And what I would really like, and you may have hit on it before, that's okay. But uh, in your story, anything, we've heard a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff here in this in this episode and I'm I can't wait to share it uh, on all the podcasting platforms but what I would like for you to do is share if we take away anything from this podcast what would you like us to take one or two things or whatever you'd like us to take away and then we I want to make sure that our audience knows how they can follow up with you after that so let's take another quick break we'll hear a little more of Ricky Jean Wright and our theme song it's not the get there and we'll be right back with Shar Murphy and the final segment. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. A warrior versus zombie. Funny how wisdom and youth are always two different games the years flew by so fast is the common human complaint the memories in our minds turn to diamonds in our soul and by the grace of God alright we are back and Char man um, we may be, I, I'm pretty sure we're going a little long here, but that's okay. Uh, as I told you before, it's, I want this, uh, I've always set out for this podcast to be one where we kind of go with uh, the divine nature of our conversation and make sure that we complete what parts of the story we're supposed to tell. And if we have to come back and talk more, we'll do that too. So, but anyway, as I said, before we took a break. Tell me if we take away anything from this podcast, what would you like us to take away? A couple of things. I think, and I'll, I just need to reiterate it. it you don't, it, everyone has a story. They're all beautiful in their own way. Your story can and will help someone and it is important that you not judge your story, stay stuck in your story, that you move through your story and get to the point where you can share it without judgment of, of it being right, wrong to whoever hears it or whatever. That is, um, it, it's important to share your story. It can help someone. The other thing is 
don't give up. When you are feeling like there's no hope, the doctors may be telling you there's no hope. If you have six months left, three months left, 20 years, none of us know, use that time to the best of your ability to do something kind, be helpful to other people, be encouragement, be be the person that you would want someone to be to you. And, And just keep going, keep going, don't give up, don't give up, don't give up. That is so powerful. You don't, you, you don't realize because I mean, every warrior listening to this podcast has a story. Everybody is on their own journey and we may be parallel journeys. We may be aligned as I always say, but uh, we still are, are going up that mountain as you described uh, with as a team, as I always say, life is a team sport. The other part of your, your, thing you wanted us to take away is knowing that we're, we're in this, uh, together we're in this and we can not only being kind means to, to serve others. And I believe that we're here every day to serve and be grateful for the fact we have another day and have the impact we're intended to have. And you have exhibited that in spades. And then the authenticity, the other part that you kind of said in there, which is really important, is your story is your story. And if you edit it or you limit it, then you're limiting the impact that you might have on somebody who really needed to hear your authentic story. And I love, love, love that that whole thought process that you introduced there. And I don't know that I've heard it before on another episode. So, so I really do believe that we all talk about stories. We all talk about the impact of stories, you know, and in, in shortened ways, but I just, I, I really, I really do enjoy that. Well, let's do this. Um, I want to hear how do we stay in touch? I know when people listen to this episode, they're going to say, okay, I got to find Char Murphy. I know you're on LinkedIn. I know you're in the Be Connected community. How do we stay in touch with you, Char? Um, through my website, which is uh, us. Um, you can get in touch with me that way. Um, and you can also buy my book on there. Um, uh, so uh, Facebook, I'm on Facebook, Instagram. I'm pretty much on social media um, across the board. Um, so, so Awesome. And that book, by the way, will be um, make sure I have those that that website. I think I do, but the website and the, and the book will be in the show description. So people can find that as well. And then, uh, like I said, we're, um, we're part of an intentional community called be connected. It's global mm-hmm. in 109 countries now. And I want to, um, continue to, uh, get your message out to that audience as well as every other audience that's going to hear this, the other 400 or so people that choose to download this applic- this episode, this podcast every week. Well, wow. I got to tell you, Char, I've been, uh, we've been trying to make this happen for a month or so and, and through the holidays. And, and I am so thrilled that I've had the opportunity to share you with, with our audience today. I'm so grateful. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. I really am grateful to be here. Thank you. All right. For those uh, listening to this podcast, we'll be back next week at 11 a.m. Central live in the hive, as we say, on the Be Connected platform. And then it will be up uh, in replay on all audio, uh, YouTube video platforms and so on uh, shortly after that. So uh, continue to follow us, us, like us, share us, and uh, we'll land the plane here and hear another the final outro of it's not the getting there with Ricky Jean Wright. And we'll be back next week with warrior versus zombie. It's not the getting there. It's the journey every day. It's not a race to see. 
How many people know your name? One day you realize Time was worth more than the gold It's not the getting there When you get there you'll know One day you realize Time was worth more than the gold It's not the getting there When you get there you'll know As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.